seated. Come on up, bud. We're going to do our baby dedications. How y'all doing tonight? It's good to see you. Glad you're here. We have baby, we have baby dedication tonight. I'm not sure if we have dedications. Dedication. And so if you're here tonight and you want your child dedicated, we'd love for you to come right on up here and be on the stage with us. Are we here? I saw a baby. Oh, here comes there. the baby. It's Vivian. Vivian is coming to the stage. This girl has got a future ahead of her. You Aww. just wait till you lay your eyes on her. Wow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's handmade. It isn't is. It? Homemade. It is. Who, who made that, Terry? Uh, don't no. stand in front of the oh, camera. Oh, the camera, that's <laughs> the right. The camera. We, we have to let the star get on the camera. Look at that. Oh my goodness. Wow, that's hard to believe that's Can got the venti in her. Hi, baby. <laughs> oh, look at her feet. Aren't they adorable? You're not supposed to uncover the feet, they'll get cold. I know. <laughs> well, See, we can do this because if we only have you, then we can spend a little more time. Yeah, y'all get a special yes. kind of round of it. It is so nice. So, you got them on the camera now? Is that good? Y'all want me on the camera? <laughs> okay, here we go. Well, it's our honor tonight to have you guys and to dedicate this little children. The little children, then little children were brought to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and to pray for them. But the disciples rebuked those who brought them. Jesus said, "Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for those uh, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to those such as these." Wow, that's a mouthful of a, of a, a, a scripture for us to process tonight as adults. Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. So, guys, in presenting your child for dedication, you signify not only your faith in Jesus Christ, right? You both have faith in Jesus Christ, but also your desire that she may come to know Christ, that Vivian may not come to know Christ early and to follow his will, uh, God's will for her life, and uh, that uh, she will, oh, you're looking at me. <laughs> That you will, that she will. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's, that's your job. That's job. <laughs> I was getting ready to ask you if yeah. you'd take care of that. <laughs> uh, no, you really messed me up. But <laughs> that she'll come to know Jesus Christ early and that she'll live and die a follower of Jesus Christ. In order to attain this holy end, though, you guys have got a lot of responsibility. And you know that. And you accept that responsibility as a parent that you will teach her early to love Jesus that you will watch over her in all of her ways, that you will not let her be astray by 
those that don't have the best for her, that you will direct her to the scriptures and that you'll use the scripture in your home to live by and that you'll make sure she shows up in church and that you'll keep her free from people, as I said earlier, who will harm her. So as much as it lies in both of you, will you do your best to bring her up in the nurture and the fear and love of Jesus Christ? If so, say we will. We will. Amen. So is our grandparents here anywhere? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if grandparents, yeah. Siblings are here. Can we have the siblings come, come on up here? Yeah, yeah. Nora doesn't have we, a problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any other siblings want to come up? Caden have any here. friends here? Caden, come on, Caden. Come on up. <laughs> All right. Any other uh, family here? Hey, look aunt. at her and step aunt. right. Aunt. Aunt's here. Oh, oh yeah, there's aunt. <laughs> oh yeah. So family, I want to ask you tonight especially grandparents and uh, siblings, will you do your very best to help this family uh, to raise Vivian to know Jesus Christ, that you will partner with them, that you will walk with them and uh, be a godly example in the home and in the family for Vivian? If so, say we will. Oh, we will. Amen. <laughs> All right. Amen. Woo. This girl has no problems. Vivian is in good hands. Okay, church, uh, this family's been a part of our uh, of Salem Fields for a long, long time, and uh, we all know them and love them, and uh, we all want the best for this family and for Vivian, <clears throat> and so I just want to ask you, will you do all that you can to encourage this family to walk beside of them and just be a Christ-like example to Vivian as she grows up and to the other children as they grow up? They watch our lives. So will you be that example and come alongside them and support them in raising Vivian to know Jesus? If so, say we will. We will. Amen. Oh, we will. I want you to say it that way. Oh, we will. Oh, we will. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You want to do that again? Come here, Vivian. Now this, I love this because my mother's name was Vivian. And that makes her, but it's kind of a Viventi, but kind of a spinoff of that. But my goodness, she has been just such a bright spot ever since she's been born. And you all have shared her with us. So let's dedicate her. Let's pray together. Father, we dedicate Vivian in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, you have made a beautiful creation here. We thank you for her parents. We thank you, God, that they have dedicated uh, their lives to you and in turn, Lord, will allow you to be the central part of their home. And now, Lord, we just ask that Vivian, that you will protect Vivian, that you'll wrap your loving arms around her, that you'll protect her mind, her heart, her body. And Lord, that one day she'll grow up to kneel before you and accept you as her personal savior. Yes. Thank you so much for her family, for this church family. And God, we dedicate ourselves to watch over her and to love her just as you would. But Jesus, we thank you so much for your creation, the beauty that you've placed within Vivian. We love you. We thank you. We glorify you. And we thank you for Vivian. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord.
Yeah. <laughs> I bless you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Love you. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. All right, we're going to move into our baptisms now, and I think Trent is, uh, Pastor Trent is directing this, and we'll have our testimonies. Good evening, church family. All right, well, we're excited because we have five, um, somebody said good morning, I'll wake up. <laughs> We have five, um, five awesome candidates tonight that have come forward, and one is an entire family. Um, so we're excited um, for what God is doing. And um, I'm going to introduce, first of all, tonight, uh, Kelly Sterner. She's going to come. Yep. Okay. This past summer at leadership camp, I decided to give my life to Christ. On the second day of camp, we were all challenged to have a personal relationship with Jesus in order to become the very best leaders we could be. During the private prayer time, I knew that I needed Jesus in my life. Today, I still feel totally awesome knowing that God is in control of my life. And we have Andrew Sterner now who's going to share his testimony as well. Andrew wants me to read it. So um, Word of Life Summer Camp on Wednesday night, um, they had a campfire, and I remember hearing God's voice. I went forward and knelt down that night and gave my life to Jesus. I remember that night staying up till 2 a.m. as other people had shared what God had done for them. Since that time, I have wanted to get enough courage to get baptized. So tonight the night. This is mom. <laughs> and did y'all notice that Kelly looked like mom? And you're going to notice that, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and Drew looks just like dad. So um, you might say, didn't he already give a testimony? But here's mom. All right. Um, mine's a little bit longer, obviously, than the others because when I was six months old, I was adopted. And I found out I was adopted in high school. And my only biological mother that I ever knew, what, uh, she passed away back on May 21st, 2011. This was the hardest day of my life to even comprehend. My mom was such a testimony of the love of Jesus that after her passing, I asked Jesus to be my Lord and Savior to give me the same love and strength that she had. I remember at a time that my family was under spiritual attack by Satan himself. Andrew doesn't really remember much of it because I asked him last night, but um, it was shortly after my mom passed away that we had some issues with Satan coming in our house and pretending to be my mom as the spiritual presence in our home. But we finally all got the nerve of all four of us as a family together that we defeated it. And it went away and we were at peace finally. And then just a f the last few years, we have gone through a lot of heartache, happiness, and a lot of difficult times between losing my uncle last year, my husband with his surgery, but we made it through, and it was all because of not just our Salem Fields family, but God was there too for us, and today we have both all made the decision to be baptized and are thankful for all of you and God for being there for us. 
Last but definitely not least. <laughs> and, you know, I'm going to just say quickly, this is a huge step for Jeffrey. Um, there was a lot of trepidation and fear to do this and make this step. Um, he takes it extremely serious. And so, I mean, can we all just give him a hand for the courage tonight that he has made? And, um, and he's going to share his testimony tonight as well. Now, mine won't be as long as Kristen. Um, when I was younger, I went to church for Sunday school every week. I was always told to go, and that's what I did. Um, when I was younger, I was taught to believe in Jesus. I did my whole life. It wasn't until much later in life when I discovered Salem Fields and when I started listening to Buddy and Gabe preach in front of the church that made me a true believer and that I knew then that, my, that I had to give myself to Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Um, this, this is Will, and Will, uh, <laughs> Will has promised that um, um, he wanted Carolina to baptize him, but I told him that that couldn't happen yet, so maybe in the future, um, Caroline, you'll accept that call to, to perform baptism. I'm only kidding. <laughs> I owe that to you guys, but listen, Will has um, been coming through Journey. Um, he connected on Tuesday nights, and um, he realized that there's more that he needed to do to fully give himself over to Christ. So I'm going to let him share his testimony. Yeah, so I didn't really write down a testimony. Uh, winging it. But um, to start from the beginning, my testimony has really played itself out through probably a year and a half. Um, I've been going to Christian schools for as long as I can remember. Middle school, I started to go to Christian schools, and... Uh, when you're young, you don't really understand. You don't see the difference in people. It's not like prevalent in your life. They're like, wow, that person has been so loving to me and I don't even appreciate it. So um, as I got older, I really, I really started to see that. And I was, I was caught up in the wrong crowd. Uh, bad, bad, bad stuff all the time. And um, as, I, as I, I got invited to the journey one night by actually Caroline, um, and I came and like, I didn't, I wasn't coming for the right reasons. It still wasn't clear to me that like God is different. It's, it's, he's so much more than all these things that we've been like been given by the world, like possessions and stuff. And um, just keep on going and going and going. Um, I just, I wasn't focused on God. I was still caught up in my own life and I was never happy, just never happy. Um, I really seek the approval of other people uh, heavily, like I love making people smile, laugh, and you know it's like it's really easy to do that. I mean, I've been given the world. I mean, like nice car, clothes, money. I can. I mean, I've got freedom to do what I like. So you can make fr make friends pretty easily, and they'll cling to your possessions. They're not clinging to you. So when I really started having a rough time with um, just myself, um, my friends weren't there because they weren't clinging to me. They were clinging to my possessions and just what I what I could provide them. Um, and that's when I just got super depressed. I was like, oh my gosh, no one's here for me. My family doesn't understand. I don't even want to talk to them about it. So, um, I really started taking the God thing more seriously. Um, and I that's when it was clear to me that these people are different at church. And then, like, I'll bring out one person who's actually here, um, Miss Clark. 
uh, I grew up with her. She was my, she's my neighbor. Um, she's been the nicest woman, her whole family. But her especially has been the nicest woman my whole life. And um, it's always awful I'm going to cry. <laughs> But um, anyways, just like her, like I was a terrible student, and like the, like she would tutor me and like help me with homework, and just like I began realizing all these blessings that um God had placed in my life that I had just thrown away, and um so when I really took hold of that, I was able to see His love for like as what it was. Um, another thing was getting my first job with uh, Trent. Uh, I can't tell you how many times over the summer I just, like, didn't call him back when he told me I'm coming for work. <laughs> and I'd come in the next day, and then he'd, like, give me extra money. He'd, like, he'd be like, I know you don't deserve this, but take it anyways. He didn't even, and, like, you just start seeing all these people in your life. And um, another one is, uh, I'll do one more honorable mention. Uh, Scott is back there somewhere. Um, he's the owner and the head person at my school, I go to Lighthouse Academy, and um, just, like, the grace he's shown to me through the years with, like, schoolwork, because I was still not a great student, and he still shows me grace, but, like, just the forgiveness he has to, not where, like, I'm not learning anything, but, like, you're going to make mistakes, and some people are just hard-headed. They're not going to get it. I'm hard-headed. Um, this is the grace he showed me to, like, push me through school and, like, never give up on me. But, um, anyways, going back to just... I started realizing all this, the grace that was flowing through these people and, like, you know, you're supposed to have, like, you're supposed to see God throwing through, them, through yourself. And, like, these people that are surrounding me, I finally saw it. Um, it, like, it changed my heart. And I just didn't want to be who I was anymore. Like, I, I was able to give up all of the past addictions, all of the past friends, and just surrender myself finally to God. And um, I had a, I have a, a verse, and this is another thing that really, it's, you know, God's not supposed to scare you, but this scared me, uh, Revelation, it's in Revelation, so there you go, Revelation 3.16, so because you're lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth, um, I, I started, I, so I, I accepted Christ, I was like, okay, I'm going to a Christian school, like, I want to, I want to change my life, but even after that, um, you still, you still hold on to these things, and you get stuck in the word lukewarm has like forever been engraved in my heart. Um, just, uh, just to get over that. So, I don't know. This time kind of turned into um, a encouragement speech for everybody. Don't be lukewarm because uh, you can fall into it any time in your life. Not just when you're young, but when you're old too. Um, you just becoming too self reliant on yourself. Like yeah, self reliant. Becoming self reliant is uh, it's a pretty easy trap to fall into, and that's kind of what happened with myself. Is even today, it's like you've got the power to make decisions, obviously. So make the decision for Christ. There you go. I'll end it on that. Make the decision for Christ. Okay, if you'd gather up around the pool. There is a river where goodness flows. 
sorrows, there is an ocean deeper than fear. The tide is rising and rising.
profession of faith, and we're excited about that. Maybe you're here tonight, you've never been baptized, and you'd like to get in the pool tonight as a, to show uh, the world, show all of the family here that you're a believer in Jesus Christ to identify with him. If anybody's like that, you want to come on up, we'll baptize you. Just don't want to leave anybody out. It's an important step in our faith. <laughs> Jesus said uh, he commands us to be baptized, and also he was baptized as an example for that. It's not about our salvation. It's about our expression of faith to say to everyone here, I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. It's like my wedding band. It doesn't make me married. Uh, what makes me married is the commitment I've made in my heart. And what makes us a Christian is the commitment we've made in our heart to Jesus Christ. Anybody? The water's nice. <laughs> All right. God bless you. <laughs> All right. Let's continue to worship. That's a beautiful sight, isn't it? We've been washed by the water. Just trying to make the world a little better with no shining light. And people started talking just to hear their own voice. Those people tried to accuse my father, say he made the wrong choice. Though it might be painful, you know the time will always stay. Stars rising, even when the storm comes. I ain't washed by the water, even when the rain falls. Even when the flood starts rising, even when the storm comes. I ain't washed by the water, even when the earth crumbles under my feet. Snow comes. I am washed by the water. 
thanks. You can be seated. We want, want to do a couple recognitions. Um, discipleship, we have a process by which individual people can be discipled over an eight-week period. It's an awesome relationship that's developed. And we have a couple of people that went through that one-on-one -on -one discipleship. And Mark, if you would come up here. Mark, is Mark here? Mark Hare here? <laughs> come on up. And Michelle, I think you have one to give as well. So if you all would come up and... There you go. Call your person on up. Uh, me and Justin Malster went through this program, uh, this discipleship together. You want to come on up, Justin? Everybody's always afraid of the front of the stage. They the fade into the background. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> might throw you in there. This is my man right here, Justin. So me and him met up, and uh, I went through the one-on-one -on -one with Buddy, and then he was like, now it's your turn to go with, uh, try it out with someone. And as me and Justin got to meet, we uh, had a good start, and we hit a little roadblock there for a minute and we got right back on track and it was a great learning experience for me as for him I'm sure it was too and I'll let him talk a little bit about it and it it's uh it's just great to learn to build a relationship between the two people and then at the same time you get to learn about God during that discipleship and there seems to be a no wrong answer in that situation we all come up with our own little as you dig into the verses of how's God's uh I should say speaking to you through the living word and it's uh, pretty amazing to to uh go through that journey together for eight weeks it was cool to uh get back to the basics um for someone who's been a believer a long time you can kind of get lulled to sleep on some of the most important pieces hold on buddy and uh mark would call me his his paul i mean he, he sees me as his mentor so it was kind of neat that he approached me about the one-on-one -on -one, because he went through with buddy and obviously learned a lot, and then he wanted to pass that on to me. And uh, I'll just recommend it to anybody, even if you've been a believer a long time. It was really neat to get into that one-on-one -on -one and get back to the basics. Um, I know I'm looking. Mark's already turned around and found another person that he's discipling. So if somebody wants to be discipled, come find me. Good. All right. Yeah. Thanks. Good evening. So I had the pleasure of doing one-on-one -on -one discipleship with Kelly here. And yes, she's amazing. And I actually debated on whether or not I was going to say this tonight, but we actually started this journey three years ago. <laughs> it doesn't take three years to finish discipleship, I promise. It's actually an eight-week program, and we actually finished a while ago, but even after we finished the discipleship, we continued mentoring, we continued meeting and discipling in other ways, and we've grown to be amazing friends through it, and I just realized I never acknowledged you when we finished this a while ago, and you deserve to be acknowledged because I'm so grateful for the blessing that it's been to disciple Kelly, and like I said, we've grown to be great friends through it. Um, I love her and her family, and it's just been an amazing experience, and everyone that I've ever discipled, not only do they say that they learn a lot, and it's been 
uh, wonderful for their faith journey and a wonderful process for them to go through. But I learn something every time I disciple someone and I grow through it as well. And so just like Justin said, I would highly recommend it. If you're looking to get back to the basics or you're looking to grow deeper or further in your faith, it's a wonderful thing to do. We have several people that will do one-on-one. Is that my cue? Oh, I thought they cut my mic off. It's like, is that my cue? Is that my applause to be done talking? So I would encourage you to do it. And Kelly, I have this little certificate for you. So congratulations. And That's great. So if you're interested in a one-on-one, maybe you've been a believer for a long time and you never did this basic Bible study. I can tell you, as soon as Buddy and I went back to church some 30-some years ago, the first thing that our church said is, we want to give you guys a one-on-one Bible study. Now, our mentor came out to our house and Buddy and I did that together, but I can tell you, that was a solid foundation for us to build our relationship with Christ on and build our uh, uh, journey as a believer in Christ. So if you've never done that one-on-one, let someone know, mark it on a connection card, tell one of the pastors, and we'll try to get you connected up with someone that will uh, lead you through that. So I love what Mark and Justin did, even though Justin uh, had been Mark's mentor, it was uh, the other way around, and that was really, really powerful. So that's exciting. Well, we also have a membership class, and Rich teaches that class. And uh, if you were in the last membership class or since the last celebration service, which is, uh, what, a couple months? Uh, If you went to a membership class and you joined the body of Salem Fields Community Church, would you stand up? Is there anyone here that became a new member? Yeah? Oh, yeah. The Boston. I love that. What a beautiful, beautiful young family. That's, oh, over here too? There was someone over here? Or over here? Who do you see? Colin. Colin is motioning. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Um, Now, today, if you may not have been in the services last night or, or today, but Buddy gave a tithe challenge. And uh, boy, he came, he, he really told it like it is and very biblical and uh, what tithing means. And of course, for Buddy and I, uh, once again, when we went back to church 30 some years ago, the pastor taught about tithing and we started tithing right away. And Buddy told you this morning about the blessings that it has been, not just financially, but the healing in our lives that comes from putting God first. And when you can let go of control of your finances and your money and make, allow God to be in control of that, the pocketbook is usually the last thing to go. And when you can put him first in your finances, it is amazing what God will do in your life. So this morning he, and last night, he presented the tithe challenge. Now I'm going to tell you, this is a healthy church. We have had 27 tithe challenges taken. 27. Now, what that tithe challenge is, is uh, in Malachi, it says to bring the tithe into the storehouse, and Buddy taught on that. But what the 90-day tithe challenge is, is that uh, if you would commit to tithe, the first 10% of your income, um, for 90 days, if you do not see God's blessing in your life, we will return every penny that you gave over that 90-day period. Now, you can't... You can't beat that deal. 
And I'll tell you, that shows our confidence in how much we know. How many people have ever taken the 90-day tithe challenge? Yeah, I've heard stories that, is, that, that are incredible. And so uh, if, any, if there's anyone that would uh, continue or say, hey, I'm interested in that, uh, you can't lose, that's for sure, and you will see God's blessing in your life. You can still do that. In fact, there are some programs back there, and uh, that Tithe Challenge card is in there, and I can promise you that God will pour out, uh, open up the floodgates in your life. It's really amazing. So we're going to continue. Oh, we're going to do a couple of testimonies, right? Bobby's back there armed with the mic. And uh, what we'd love, we heard five incredible testimonies here tonight, and uh, we would love to hear from you. Uh, just a simple little short, we call it popcorn because that just means they come up and you stand up and just give God praise. Anyone like that? They're ready to bring the mic to you? All right, Justin. So here I am again because you guys haven't heard enough of me. I got to get comfortable. <laughs> the message this morning was awesome. I love this church. Buddy brought truth. And the tie challenge is so cool because this church will tell you, if you don't want to bring your money here, you can take it to another church because God's going to bless it just the same. And he's going to bless you just the same. And I think that's fantastic. Um, most likely next month, we'll pay off all of our student loans. And I'm not here to brag about us, but we've just been disciplined and obedient to God. And uh, we started about 130000 because I wisely went to private school. <laughs> Worst decision ever. Should have listened to mom, but I didn't. So, yeah, good advice, kids. Listen to mom. Uh, but, in, you know, throughout the whole period of that, you know, fortunately God brought me somebody who was going to be obedient to the tithing and to the paying off the debt. And we were able to pay for grad school for her as well. And our cars are paid off. And the loans will be gone next month. And I just, that's all glory to God. Couldn't have done it. Couldn't have done it on our own. Couldn't have done it on our own. So I, I just encourage everybody. I mean, I, it just sounds crazy when, the, when you start thinking about the math and the bills and all that. But if you go for that 10, 10, 80, like you will see blessing. And you'll look back and be like, man, I'm so grateful. I got friends my age. I might look a little old. I'm not, I'm not too old. But, you know, they're buried in debt. And they, they live this cultural lifestyle with the fancy cars and the flashy clothes and they eat all the nice meals and they're buried in debt. And, and I'm just, I just feel a sense of freedom, you know, that we walk this out. And it's probably been seven or eight years, but wow. we're going to be debt free. And oh, it's, it's man, beautiful. Oh, man, that's incredible. <laughs> and they have two small children. I mean, that is glory to God right there. 10, 10, 80. Tithe 10%, save 10%, and then spend the rest, the 80%. You'll be amazed that the 80% will go much, much farther than you can do with the 100%. Someone else. Doesn't have to be about tithing, just about, okay, over here. Hi, Hi Hannah. Hi. Um, so I'm Hannah. Um, so beginning of this year, uh, the student ministry did um, a 30, no, 21 day. Uh, media fast, and uh, at the beginning of the fast, I was, like, doing it to get clarification on where to go to college, because that's the biggest important decision coming up right now, so, um, so 
But on my fast, God showed me that it was that I needed to give surrender more control to him, not more, all of it, <laughs> all of the control. And so I had been giving control and giving and giving more and more up to um, winter retreat where I just gave it all and fully surrendered. Wow. Awesome. I think the next generation is in pretty good hands. Would you say, Will? <laughs> Someone else? All right? Hello again. Um, I'd just like to give God a shot, shout out for healing. Um, 2017 was a year of seemed like health and a lot of the friends and family and my wife and all of these things. But through true obedience and putting God first in all things, such as in tithe, I mean, finances is one thing. We, we are just overly blessed in finances from putting that 10% forward and just putting God first. Like Buddy said this morning, it's not all about the finances. It's the other ways he blesses you. It's the other ways that he touches your heart and lets you know that he's all present and always there through, through healing and sickness and just to watch things that we have no clue of what's really going on. The doctors can't figure it out. And next thing you know, people are just, they're better. It's like, who else can be doing this other than God and the Holy Spirit? So praise God. Amen. Look, we were designed to be free. That's what Jesus wants for us. And so he, he disciplines us and he teaches and trains us. I mean, Danny and Justin are free of financial debt. They will be soon. And uh, imagine if you took that off your plate. And uh, God will do that for anyone. Thank you, Mark, as well, for sharing about that. Someone else? Right here. Um, hi, everyone. Uh, the past few months have been rough for my family and I. Um, I have just gotten through a few surgeries, and it was my very, my very first surgery actually was they cut my head open, and I had bone tumors on my head, and I didn't like it. It was all over my face, and there was actually one, and there still is one growing into my head. And so the doctors are curious as to why um, they're doing this. And the doctors didn't know. And I have uh, masses everywhere on my face, and it's crazy. And Trent, I actually go to Journey, and Trent and Dee held a service for my sister and I. And it just God came into my heart and my father's and my whole family's and he just swip, 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 swept me under his wings and took me for the fly with him and he I healed very fast very quickly and with everyone's prayers and with God on my side I am here now yeah. wow Thank 
got a bad knee, sorry. Is this on? Yes. Not that I ever needed it. It's on. Um, just, uh, just something very brief. I remember when we were first challenged to tithe way back, way back, and uh, uh, we didn't have two pennies to rub together, but God wanted 10% of those two pennies. <laughs> and I remember, I won't go into the whole long story, but I do remember this. In the beginning, it was like this. Now it's like this. <laughs> I joy to let the Lord use that 10% of what he blesses me with. And especially in Salem Fields where it goes so far and does so much. It does. All right. Anyone else? All right, Nora. We heard a little bit from you a little earlier. So my baby sister, um, she always has like stomach problems and I know that God heals her, but every day it keeps coming back and I'm just, I don't like it at mm -hmm. all. And it hurts her and I could tell. So, Bobby, would you pray for Vivian and her stomach problems and for a loving sister that would bring her before the Lord? Just specifically for the... the. <laughs> Uh, Father God, as we come before you uh, as a family, uh, we just want to actually pray right now for Vivian, Lord, and just pray for healing, Lord. Uh, just pray for the pain that she has, Lord. We know that you are a God that will comfort us. You are a God that will take away our pain. You are a God that is every single day turning around and making miracles after miracles, Lord. And we know that without a shadow of a doubt, that will happen again tonight, Lord. And we pray as a body of your uh, church, Lord, uh, that you just heal her, Lord, continue to comfort her family, continue to comfort everyone around her, Lord, and know that uh, she has an army behind her that's praying for her, praying for her healing, Lord, and we're so just honored and just uh, full of joy just to see what you're going to bring to her today, Lord. Father, we do this all in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Bobby. Thank you, Nora. Wow, if everybody had a sibling like that, you know, that's pretty awesome, isn't it? All right. Anyone else? We're going to worship? Yeah? All right, let's stand together. Bride, and make us 
Be seated. What? Maybe I can use the stand real quick here. I got a Bible. This is preparation. It's actually my job to prepare. That's what I get. Good evening. Thanks. Hey, Justin. I'm glad God blessed you. I know who to come through for alone. I'm so thankful. So you can expect that knock coming at the door. Um, so we're here in a pretty eventful evening. It's one of the best uh, times that we celebrate at Salem Fields. And it's, it's probably, you know, when people ask about celebration service, I like to tell them that this is who we really are, you know. And I feel like you see all kinds of, of silly things that we do and we'll do anything to proclaim the name of Jesus and to reach someone. But at a core, we come back to this place. And we, we come here, amongst other things, to celebrate communion. Now, communion has been named many, many different things, the Lord's Supper, the Seder, the Passover, what have you. But at the end of the day, it represents the same thing. It's a slice of or a small representation of God's commandment for Passover way back in Exodus. So we always reflect back to when Jesus and his disciples sat around the table and they partook of this meal, right? That's 2,000 plus years ago. Well, 2,000 years before that, God was commanding his people to have a last meal before they, they left Egypt and they got up and they left, you know, and they, and they got out quickly. And it's one of those things that I just, I like to reflect on. You know, it, over my lifetime, I have done different things, you know, at, at communion. Sometimes I laugh. Sometimes when people are coming through the line, I, I, something funny will strike me or, you know, a joke between us or something like that. Sometimes it's very serious. It's all kinds of different things. But tonight, I just want you to take a moment and just reflect on it all. You see, it's, it's, it's interesting because this Passover meal, God instituted this meal to remember. All the way back in Exodus, the people, they didn't remember who God was. It only took 400 years for them to forget who God was. And so he takes Moses and he talks to him, as you know, and through the burning bush, and, and Moses says, who should I say is sending me, God? Who, who are you, really? And he says, I am that I am. I will be who I will be, and I have been who I have been. I am eternal. The eternal one is sending you. The God of your, of your forefathers, the God of creation, I'm the one who's sending you. You tell them that. And you tell them that not only am I sending you, but I'm going to be with you, and I want to be with them from this moment forward. But God said, they don't remember me. And so he created this meal very specifically. And Jews, ever since that time, have celebrated the Passover meal the same way every single year for remembrance. Because they never want to be in a position to say, I've forgotten who God is. I don't remember. I've been there, haven't you? So much of our life and things happen, we forget who God is. But now is the time for us to come together as family and remember what he did. You see, Jesus sat down at the table 
with his beloved disciples for this, the same Passover meal that each one of them had done since the day they were born. Over and over again, four cups of wine, all kinds of different elements, and a big piece of bread, a couple of pieces actually. And each thing had a very specific piece to it. But what was interesting to me is that they went through the meal as normal. They went through the, the ceremonial washing. They did all those things. But one specific cup, Jesus stopped. See, the first cup that they would pass around the table was the cup of sanctification. What, what this meant was when they drank this cup, they were saying God separated us. And, and for a special people, we're a called out people. We're holy to God. We're special to God. That's you and me. We're special to God. God's called us. The second cup was the cup of plagues. It was the cup to remember who God is because when we forget, like the Egyptians forgot who God was, it took 10 devastating plagues for them to remember. And the Hebrews got to experience that right along with them. So the second cup is the cup of remembrance. Once again, here we are to remember. But the third cup, that's the cup that Jesus stopped and he looked at all of his disciples and he said, I want you to remember this cup. It's the cup of redemption. It's the cup of redemption where the blood of the lamb, they remembered the blood of the lamb that saved them that night. And they reflected on what it took, what the cost of the lamb's life to paint the blood over the doorway so that the angel of death would pass over. And in this way, tonight, as we gather around the table and that little thimble full of juice there are three cups that are represented in that little thimble. The cup of sanctification, God has separated you and called you to himself apart from the world. God has called you to remember. Remember what it takes and what he is willing to do to pursue each one of us. And the cup of redemption. The blood of Jesus, the sacrificial lamb, spilled one time for all time for all people. Those are the three cups that are represented. Well, Jesus says something interesting in Matthew. He says, while they were eating, in Matthew 26, 26 through 29, he says, while they were eating, uh, Yeshua, I, sorry, I read this out of the, the Hebrew. Yeshua, Jesus took a piece of bread, and he made what's called bracha. Now, what bracha is, was every Jew, when they would uh, have a piece of bread or wine, when it was a ceremonial, they, they would make this blessing over the bread. And the blessing goes, Baruch atah Adonai Elohainu, Melech HaOlam, Hamotshi Lechem Min Haretz, which means, praised be you, God our God, King of the universe, who brings forth bread and juice from the earth. Jesus, if you can imagine, man, just imagine the creator himself standing up and announcing this bread and this juice I created for you. But Jesus said, out of the four cups here, I won't take this again until the kingdom is complete, meaning that fourth cup, which is the cup of praise. Jesus said that one day, when this is all over, I'm dead, I'm resurrected, you live, you proclaim the word, you spread the truth. One day I'm coming back. And one day I'm setting up my kingdom right here with you. And together we will take the last cup and we'll praise. See, you and I have the ability to approach this table 
as the beloved of God. When I grew up, my church wouldn't let you take communion unless you were a member of that church. So if you were visiting, you weren't allowed. You kind of had to sit there. And I never thought much of it, but I realized later on that God is sharing his table with anyone who's willing because God's called every single person here beloved. And so you can choose to take the cup of sanctification, set yourself apart to God. You can remember where you've been and where you're going. You can accept the redemption of the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And you can praise along with all of us that are redeemed. That's what that is. And the bread that you'll break tonight, Jesus said, this was the body that I broke for all of you. Because this is what it takes to make it right. Glory to God. That all of us in here, no matter where we've been, no matter what we've done, Will, I appreciate your testimony, man. It sounds a lot like mine. And sometimes when you're by yourself and you say, God, how could you love someone like me? Well, around that table tonight, God expresses his love because he wants you to remember. So I would, I would ask you all during this last song, hop up, find one of the stations and remember, remember, remember what God did to pursue you and me. Let's pray. God, you're awesome. Thank you for what you did. I'll never deserve it. No one will, God, but you're beautiful. And God, every day you remind me of how beautiful you are. And God, it's so easy to get caught up in the things that remind us of how wicked we can be and how selfish we can be and how distracted we can be. But God, when you see young people coming to know you on an awesome weekend and when you see a family baptized, God, and when you see people released from financial shackles, God, when you see people that are pursuing you in discipleship, God, when I see children being born and dedicated to the name of the Lord, God, I remember. And God, as we circle around your table, like your friends, and God, we remember, Jesus, what you did. And what it all means, we can't help but cry holy to you, God, and worship you. So I thank you again, because what you did is amazing. Let us take what we learn here today, God, and go out of this place and make a difference. It's in your name. Amen.
much to make sense of it. Know that your love breaks my heart. Scandal of grace, you died in my place. My soul will not to be.
God, we've done this in remembrance of you tonight, God, and we've gathered to celebrate you tonight, Father. God, for every single person here, God, you've moved in. You are continuing to move in. You're continuing to draw closer to your heart, Father. God, we witnessed life change that happens through your Holy Spirit. So, God, we just want to lift you up, Lord. We just want to praise you, Father. We want to thank you for this thing called grace. God, for none of us deserve it, Father. But your shed blood demonstrates that you thought we were worth it. So we love you, Jesus. We just lift your name high tonight, God. God, we celebrate all that you're doing. Through this body, through this community, through this world, Father, we're just so thankful to be a part of you moving into people's lives, Father. Let us never lose sight of that. Let us never lose sight of those that are far from you, God. That is what you have called this body to go and do is to reach those people, Lord, that don't know you. And so I pray, God, that we would take that call and that we would go, that we would be these vessels for you, Father. We love you. We rejoice in you here tonight, Father. And we praise you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. This has been a celebration, hasn't it? Let's give the Lord a hand. Thank you so much for everyone that has shared in this evening and this weekend. We love you guys. We'll see you next time. Invite a friend. Everybody needs to know Jesus.